The Joe Smith Show back, back for another thrilling podcast weekly drop. We're back, baby. Gonna bring the sports, sports hot takes today. Just red hot, flaming hot takes. Just on fire, these takes. First off. Free Brady, fire Goodell. Deflate gate is over. Tom Brady, being the bigger man, just sucked it up and took the punishment. Even though, even though he was wrongly accused, there's no proof. Goodell's a liar. ESPN lies. The NFL lies. Brady's innocent, but I guess it's better that he just takes the punishment, takes the four games, and this way he doesn't have to risk missing games towards the end of the season. So what would happen is if he challenges further and he got it to the, to the Supreme Court through appeals and they ultimately, if they ruled in the favor of the NFL, Dell, whatever – Brady might have had to serve the four games like week nine, week 12, maybe even in the playoffs. I'd rather have him miss the first four weeks. I mean, it's over. A year and a half is over. We'll still never hear the end of it being New England fans. Never, ever. Everybody will just keep bringing it up and bringing it up because they hate us because they ain't us. Keep winning Super Bowl rings. Keep being the best around. Keep winning division titles. Keep easily, easily winning 12 games a season. It's insane how easy it is. Every single season. It's it's like the easiest thing in the, in the world. Like, Brady's going to miss the first four games. Jay Grops will come in. 4-0, and 3-1. Brady will come back, take over the team week five, and it'll be over. You want to talk about how to make a murderer? Brady is just gonna just slay the football. It's gonna be insane. Pissed off Tom Brady. I wouldn't want to play against him. We he's gonna get one for the thumb. This is gonna be the year. Hopefully he takes the he wins the Super Bowl, he takes the trophy and then smashes it on the ground and punches Goodell in the face. I'd love to see the smug fucking look on Roger Goodell's face if he has to hand the trophy to the Patriots, Bill Belichick, Tom Brady. I don't think that Goodell would have the balls. I don't think he would have the balls to show up. I think he would call in sick. I think he would would call it in that day if the Patriots did win the Super Bowl. I don't think he would show up. He's too much of a chicken shit. But the flake gate's over. Brady just took the penalty. We'll still win the division. 12 wins, 13 wins. We'll still win the division. I'm not worried about it. The Patriots have easily the best team that they've had in years. The defense is solid. Offense is solid. 
the two tight ends are monsters, Bennett and Gronkowski, running backs for days. Deion Lewis is coming back. It's going to be a good year for the New England Patriots. Good year. I think this this season is going to be a telling season for a lot of teams. See, you know, where a lot of teams are at. Philadelphia Eagles, Washington Redskins, the Miami Dolphins in that defense, the Houston Texans. If the Houston Texans uh, put it together around Brock Osweiler, they gave him a boatload of money, just insane amount of money. He started like two games ever, gave him an insane amount of money, a lot of expectation on him. They have Hopkins, one of the best wide receivers in the league. Solid defense, J.J. Watt. I, They could be a decent team. That division stinks, the a, uh, AFC South. Stinks. Jaguars will probably win that division. That's how much a division stinks. But the flake gate over. Time to move on with football. Ryan Fitzpatrick re-signed with the Jets. One year, $12 million fully guaranteed. Just a complete posturing move by both teams. Just the level of desperation by the Jets. It stinks. You can smell the desperation from hundreds of miles away. They knew they couldn't go into the season with Geno Smith as starting quarterback. They knew that wasn't possible. Brandon Marshall, he he might have retired if he had to catch the football from Geno Smith because that would have been awful for his career. It would probably have been like a career low as far as productivity from him. But Ryan Fitzpatrick, one-year deal. This is his prove-it prove it year. He has a good season. He might be able to swing a long-term deal from another team. I don't think the Jets will pay him long-term. I think the Jets want to go younger. I think Todd Bowles wants to go younger. I think the Jets honestly just ran out of options, and they got desperate, and they they paid him. They paid him as you know a nice, fully guaranteed Salary for one year as a prove it salary as a prove it deal, and we'll see what see you know how he does how he pans out. I mean, last last season he wasn't even the starter. I mean, Geno Smith was the starter. Then he got hurt. You know, he got knocked out in the locker room. He was out like four to six weeks, and then Geno Smith because he got knocked out in the locker room lost his starting job. And Fitzpatrick, you know, took took that job and played pretty well last season. So we'll see how he plays. I'm just chomping at the bit to, for football to start again. Just these Sundays during the, the summer are brutal. Absolutely brutal with no football. Need football. Need football. I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of excited to watch preseason. I'm going to start watching training camp soon. Pats reported, and these ever all the teams are starting to report this week, and start watching training camp on the NFL Network. That's how just desperate I am for football at this point. Foles, Nick Foles, Napoleon Dynamite released by the Rams. Granted, granted his release, he requested the release. They was granted last year. He was like the worst quarterback in the league. I could see him getting a deal from, say, a team like the Denver Broncos. 
that needs a that needs a quarterback. Even hell, maybe even San Fran gives him a, gives him a shot to go out there and compete with Blaine Gabbard and and uh, Kaepernick. Who knows? Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly liked him. I, I think. I mean, but shit, the Denver Broncos need a, need a quarterback because Mark Sanchez isn't that starting quarterback. But he'll pick up a job somewhere. Maybe even the Pats. The Pats sign him for uh, as a backup, as a veteran backup. I mean, going into the season, we're going to need a, vet, a veteran backup to back up uh, Jay Grops in case anything were to happen to him during the first four games. Might need a you know we need a veteran to, to back him up, be a solid backup. Maybe Foles is that solid backup. Who knows? But he was released. That's pretty much it as far as NFL news. NFL happenings. The season can't come soon enough. Get fantasy going. Daily fantasy. Get Sunday ticket. Red zone. Whole nine yards. Other news, the NBA. NBA season still over. The Olympic team playing in Rio or some place. I, I watched the game. The China game the other day, they beat China by like 50. I think it was 107 to 57. Vegas had a line on the game, which was 51. China covered. China covered and, uh, and technically won, won that game in, in Vegas eyes, in the betting world. But... I mean, I just don't understand how you have a, how you have like actual like basketball Olympics and think that the, like the U.S. is ever going to lose because like the U.S. like legit has like the B squad down there, like so many big name like the best players in the NBA are sitting the Olympics out and they're still beating teams by fifty. It's just why even bother? Like, just give the U.S. gold medals and stop trying to play basketball competitively in the Olympics because. There is no competition. Like Spain's like the only like decent competition. I don't even think Marcus Saul is playing for Spain this year. It's usually like the Saul brothers, Rubio or something. I don't think any team has a chance against the US. They're just the B team is better than any any team. The C team, the D team would be better than any team in the world. Shit, the, the Sixers starting five might might win some games. Against these uh, these countries, NBA free agency is pretty much coming to an end. Tons of money given out, just banana money. Just it was insane. Just the amount of money that was given out. Celtics disappointed. They only they only went after Al Horford. They were going after other players. They keep there's keep there's rumblings about a major trade that's going to happen or possibly happen Russell Westbrook Blake Griffin who knows who knows what's going on these rumors probably just rumors I don't think Danny Ainge is going to make a move I think Al Horford was the biggest signing in the history of the Boston Celtics and I think that's that's going to be it that's going to be it build around the draft be mediocre finish two three four seed next year get knocked out second round of the playoffs and take the Nets pick and hopefully move the net Nets pick for something. We're not good enough to beat the Cleveland Cavaliers right now. At least on paper right now. We're not good enough to beat the Cleveland. We didn't make enough improvements. Unless like Al Horford all of a sudden, instead of him being like a 
15 and 13 uh, career guy, he turns in like, you know, an 18 or 20 points per game and 15 rebounds per game kind of guy. And Isaiah plays out of his out of his brain and maybe that happens. I mean, it's just this team makes no sense to me. This Boston Celtics team makes no sense. You sign Tyler Zeller to a huge deal, huge deal. And he's now making more than Jay Crowder and Isaiah Thomas, which is the most fucking ridiculous thing in the history of ridiculous things. Tyler Zeller, he might be, I'm stretching, he might be the 10th best player on the Celtics. Maybe the 10th. He's definitely a top like 12, but he's might be a top 10 player on the Celtics on the active roster. And he's making more than your star player and like your third or fourth best player. It's it's insane the fact that he's getting eight and a half million dollars, but it's the NBA. It's the new NBA nowadays. People just get just banana money. Money's just insane. It just the, the, the these contracts that are being handed out to mediocre pr- players are it's it's absolutely absurd. Evan Turner, the best example, getting going from like a million and a half last season or two million dollars last season in a backup type role with the Celtics, six man type role with the Celtics. To get in four years and like $75, 80000000 million from the Trailblazers and being, you know, being put on posters as a starter out there. He couldn't make it in Philadelphia. He couldn't make it in Indiana. He played well in Boston under uh, Brad Stevens. You, you overpay him, just give him a boatload of money for nothing, for absolutely nothing. But the Olympics should be over. The USA is going to win gold. USA is just going to sweep sweep this tournament. They might not. They they definitely. I don't think they'll lose a game. I don't even think they'll even come close to losing a game. They're just going to sweep the tournament. Give them the gold medal. Let's move on to the season. Let's be done with this this shit. Let's see what's going to happen. See what teams improve. See see what these free agency moves uh, have really done for the, some of these teams. See what happens. Especially teams like the Spurs, where Tim Duncan retired, one of the greatest of all time, top four player in my in my brain uh, all time. I love Duncan. He's he's what every NBA player should be, just quiet off the court, just all action and all class on the court. He was consistently one of the best players in the league every single year. You never heard a peep from him. Just one of the nicest guys in the league. And one of the best players to ever play the game. He's behind your 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 Jordan and Kobe and and Magic and Bird. Duncan's right there. He's top four, top five. I put him in front of LeBron right now. Fucking hate LeBron, so it's that's me. But I would take Duncan all day long over LeBron. All day long. At least you could build a team around Duncan. You don't need to go out there and get 19 superstars to make little baby LeBron happy and fire six coaches and just to make little LeBron happy. But Tim Duncan's a hell of a player, great career. I'm definitely going to miss him. We're getting to the end of that of that 90s draft class, that the 90s draft class where KG, I think he's the last one out of the 96 draft. 97, 96 draft, somewhere around there. But KG is the last one. 
and then you're going into the late 90s with Dirk Nowitzki and Paul Pierce, and soon the, the 90s 90s draftees are going to be done. They're all going to be coaches or or just fully retired or whatever. But we're we're getting to the end of that that 90s that 90s era draftees where they're all pretty much done. I thought I thought Duncan maybe would play one more year, but he's made enough money. I guess he wanted to just hang it up. I mean, he already has five rings. I mean, multiple MVPs. He's he's a baller. He's one of the best players ever. Without question. So kind of see how the NBA season unfolds as it comes up. Summer league's been going on. Celtics playing out of your, out of the out of your mind. Just Jalen Brown might be the best player in the in in this draft. And if he ends up being like rookie of the year or being like the best player in the draft, I'll I'll send Danny Ainge a letter apologizing for criticizing the draft pick for taking him over Chris Dunn. I mean, he looks he looks like he's a just a solid baller, just a solid scorer, but. It's just summer league, so we'll see how he, he transitions to the regular NBA and how he plays uh, throughout the season. And if he does do well this season, I'll happily send a letter, Danny Ainge apologizing for for criticizing his draft picks. He, he'll deserve it. Only other sport really going on, full season, Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball trade deadline coming up. A lot of moves, a lot of rumors, a lot of moves. Such a shit market for for pitching. Just no starting pitching available except for maybe Chris Sale. But you literally have to give them, give the White Sox a an entire farm system, like your best prospects. I like Chris Sale a lot. I would love I would love Chris Sale with the Boston Red Sox. I would absolutely love it. But it's not worth trading Moncada, Ben Attendee, either one of those. They're top three prospects in all of baseball, AAA prospects in all of baseball. They're or not, not even AAA, just minor league prospects in all of baseball. I mean, I just I don't think I don't think he has a great contract, but they're not worth possible future Hall of Famers. I mean, Moncada is he might be legit. He might be like the next coming of like an, an a rod type player. Like when a rod was first coming up and everybody was like, just amazed at how, how good a rod was when he was coming up with the uh, Rangers or, uh, or with the Mariners, one of them. But when he was coming up, he was like, so good. Absolutely. So good. But the trade deadline is coming up. A lot of teams trying to make some moves to try to get in a better position. A lot of sellers on the market, some buyers. Um, it's definitely a, a seller's market. They, they definitely there's there's far more buyers than sellers. You have teams like the Yankees will never trade with the Red Sox or trade with the AL. They have a lot of uh, pieces. They just moved Chapman to uh, Chicago. Got a solid, solid, a few solid prospects for Chapman. Chapman played like three games after they they signed him. After he got like arrested for domestic dispute, he got suspended for the first like fifty games. He came back, 
Yankees would a hell of a move, basically signing for nothing and then got free prospects. Yankees win, of course, they win again. Just the rich get richer. It's like how it is. Chapman, the Cubs were already probably the best team in the NL. And Chapman has just been lights out over the first two games. He's hitting like 100 miles an hour on every pitch. He might be the best closer in baseball right now. And if they keep keep doing this, they, the Cubs keep scoring runs and having that support in the bullpen for Chapman to finish out the game, they might not lose another game when Chapman comes in the game. I mean, I he's just he's a good pitcher. He's solid. He lights out. He's absolutely lights out. I mean, he might be like the next like Rivera, like, you know, just dynamite closer, just like Sandman type closer. Just get, like lights out. But Chapman's just playing bananas. Uh Andrew Miller. Andrew Miller is a name that's been thrown around with the Yankees. I mean, the Yankees are clearly sellers. They have CC Sabathia. They have Teixeira. They have Aroid. They have Ellsbury. They have all these players are paying big, big money to 20 plus million a season. And they're all like 95 each. And it's just they're not getting any younger. They're not getting any healthier. Carlos Beltran was a name that was being uh, rumored to be moving to be moving around. Um, that kind of fell through. I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but the Yankees are clearly trying to sell off some of their big pieces and and re-up their farm system to try to you know be good for the future. Kind of like what the Phillies did last year when they sold off Hamels and then they got rid of uh, Rollins and and Utley the year before that and. Just trying to trying to rebuild that farm system and uh, try to get better there, but we'll see how what happens with the trade deadline. If there's any big big moves, I don't think there will be. The Red Sox pretty much said that they're not moving Mankata, they're not moving Benatendi. They're those two players are untouchable. I like I said, I wouldn't do it either. Sales a hell of a player. I personally think the Red Sox need to fire John Farrell. I'm now on board with that. I feel like the the Red Sox could honestly get Mass and Bumgarner. They could get Chris Sale. They could stack those between Pomeranz and Price or Porcello and Price. And somehow, some way, the Red Sox would still manage to lose eight of ten games. It's just you can't get around it. Just the bad luck follows, and it's just time for Farrell to go. We're already paying Tori Lavulo like a manager. Time for Tori to step in, try to manage his team into the playoffs and into the uh, the champ. The, the AL East title is, is for up for grabs. The Red Sox keep losing games, and somehow they don't. They're not really moving too far back in the standings. The AL East title is up for grabs. It's an easy title might be one of the weakest divisions in baseball right now. It's it's up for grabs. Time time to go grab this thing by the balls. But hopefully, I don't think Farrell will get fired, but hopefully he does. But I don't think he will. I think we're going to be mediocre, hopefully make the playoffs. Hopefully just things are clicking. Koji comes back from injury. Kimbrell comes back from injury. And Price starts playing like Price should be playing. Then this weekend, this weekend, 
probably the last thing in what's going on in sports this week. Um, this weekend, UFC 201, Tyron Woodley, Robbie Lawler, hell of a fight. This was supposed to be a, a, a card with two titles on it, Wilson Hayes and uh, Mighty Mouse Johnson. Mighty Mouse got hurt. They pulled him from this card. Then they, mo- they moved Wilson to a... Uh, I think he's fighting like somewhere in the beginning of the pay-per-view card. Um you know, obviously non-title fight kind of sucks for him that he prepared this, this much and, and this hard to, you know, for the title shot. And then all of a sudden it was pulled away. He's risking a lot getting into this, getting into this fight. If he somehow, if he loses this fight, it might, you know, it might put him right out of title contention where he had a title shot. He might've had a decent chance against Mighty Mouse. And then this happens, you know, I, I think he had a pretty good shot. At, I mean, that's it's hard to say against Mighty Mouse. Mighty Mouse is very good, but I know I know Wilson how hard he trains. I could definitely see him, you know, with an upset. But it's definitely, uh, you know, uh, it's it's a chance. It's a chance that he's taking to to fight somebody for a non-title fight when he was supposed to fight in the co-main event for uh, for a belt. The whole card, kind of weak. Kind kind of weak. I mean, I just feel like there's been way too many events recently and way too many like stacked events where it was like 98, uh, 198, 199, 200, and then some, f- some Fight Pass cards and some uh, FS1 cards. And now all of a sudden, you know, everybody's at the end of their, you know, in, in between training camps or in between fights. And there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of people on the sidelines that are either healing, that are either sitting out with suspensions, that are that are doing this or doing that. Um, I don't think it's the strongest card uh, that they put out. The new ownership must not be like you know too psyched about like the their first pay per view after the uh, sale was announced, where one title fight falls out and having such like a decently weak card. Um, I'm going to run through some of my picks for, for the main event. Um, so for the main event, I think that uh, we'll start at the beginning. Actually, we'll do the, uh, the first fight on the uh, main event was supposed to be Ian McCall and uh, Justin Scorgans. Uh, Scorgans was having trouble making weight. Apparently he was having uh, issue. He was at 132 on Thursday night, and he just stopped cutting weight. He just couldn't make the weight. He was having weight cut difficulties. I think the weight just wasn't coming off. Um, so that fight got scrapped. Ian McCall was moved to as an uh, alternate in case um, anybody falls out. He can you know kind of step in. I'm sure they'll they'll pay him his uh, his show money and win money because of this. I'm sure they'll take care of him. Um, next fight, Francisco Rivera versus Eric Perez. I'm going to take Eric Perez in this one. I think that's, that's going to be a pretty good, uh, bantamweight fight. Um, next, next fight, uh, at, at welterweight, Matt Brown and Jake Ellenberger. I'm going to take Matt Brown on this one. Matt Brown, just slugger. I think that he's going to, he's going to pull it out either decision or, you know, score a TKO. Um, but he should definitely win. Um, I think that'll be a hell of a fight. 
whenever Matt Brown fights, it's it's uh, worth watching. Uh, next fight, strawweight division, Rose Namiul, Thug Rose Namiulis, and Carolina Kokwitz, Coke Walkiewicz, what, however the fuck you say her name. I'm taking Thug Rose. I think she's badass. I think she's like one of the one of the best fighters in that division. Um, you know, obviously, I kind of want to see uh, her get a title shot because I think that would be an awesome fight. Um, her and uh, Joanna, I think that would be a pretty pretty solid fight. But I'm taking Thug Rose in that one. Rose Namulis. Um main event. I'm going with the upset. This is what I do. I pick upsets. I predict these things, and they happen. T. Wood. Tyron Woodley versus Robbie Lawler. I think T. Wood's going to win. I don't know exactly. Can't. I don't know if I can predict how he's going to win, but I just have this feeling that just Woodley's going to win. I think he's just a solid fighter. He doesn't turn down fights. Just solid all-around fighter. Great wrestling. I think he's going to control the ground. I think he'll score a few double legs, get some points with the judges. He'll either win via a decision or maybe a TKO, but I don't see it's going to be hard. I don't beating, you know, Robbie in a, in a, in a stand-up war that Robbie loves to be in. That's like, that's like a boat being in water. Robbie being in a stand-up fight. That's, that's where he lives at. That's where he thrives at is is on the on is on the feet. So, you know, probably won't trade and bang with uh, Robbie. Probably go for some takedowns and try to control the fight, try to control the octagon, um, control the pace of the fight, and not give in to Robbie as far as uh, dictating the pace of the fight. Um, some other, you know, another notable fight on this card probably be the the fight that gets moved up. Um, from the prelims to the to the main card in place of Ian McCall and Justin Scorgans. Um, maybe Ross Pearson and Jorge Masvidal. Maybe they get moved up to the main to the main event. Or maybe Ed Herman and Nikita Kralov move up. Either one of those fights. I think I have to take Ross Pearson. Um, and I think I have to take Ed Herman. I think those are those, that's a, those are solid fights. I mean, overall, the the card is a decent card. It's a definitely it definitely has some fun fights to watch. Um, I just think that it's not the strongest card as far as star power and drawing power. I don't know how well to do as far as as buys. Probably you know somewhere in your mid tier, you know, three to five hundred k buys, maybe maybe a little more than that. But who, who knows? I mean. A lot of people love watching Robbie Lawler fight, but there's just not the there's not the promotion and there's no real um, media coverage around this. There's no you know there's Robbie doesn't really he talks with his fists and not his mouth. Woodley is a respectable guy. He's not there. There's no you know this isn't Connor and Nate back and forth. This is you know this is just going to be a fight. This is going to be a, a war in the main event. Last thing in the UFC world and MMA, old Chael P. Sonnen. Old Chael P. Sonnen. The suspension is over. 
the bad guy is back. He maintained for a long time that his MMA career was over, that he was done, he was retired. I didn't believe it for a second. Chael leaves the octagon how Chael wants to leave the octagon. If Chael wanted to leave the octagon in handcuffs, he would do it. If he wanted to leave via suspension, he would do it. But I didn't. I don't think that he wanted to end his career on a suspension. He's too good for that. He's coming back. He's entered his name in the USADA testing pool. He'll be back. I'm excited. Old Chael P. The largest pay-per-view draw right before McGregor came around. Chael P. was doing it before anyone else. I'm a little biased. He's my favorite fighter. He's one of the nicest people I've ever met. Just all around great guy. I couldn't be happier that he's you know he's he's getting back and I I I look forward to seeing him compete. I think he's I think he's great. You don't call people you don't call a fighter a great fighter you call him Chael P's son and that's that's just what it is. I'm eager to see him eager to see him come back and and compete. The the octagon the UFC hasn't been the same without him. He created the MMA promotion. He cr- created uh, selling fights. He created the a lot of what's around the UFC right now as far as the media coverage. He created and he, he revitalized Anderson Silva's career. He's just a great, great asset for the UFC, for the sport. And I look forward, hopefully, to seeing him back competing soon. But the bad guy's back. The bad guy is back but that's it that's the weekend recap another Friday drop like I said before I'm working on some guests working on some big name guests some huge names so I'm trying to get trying to get things things wrapped up there we're going to try to go 2.0 with the podcast we're going to try to test out some new uh, co-hosts, try to reinvent this thing. Um, Give me somebody to argue with because I'm just a natural instigator. I live off of it. I, I thrive off it. It's not an act. It's not a game. This is what I do. This is, these are real takes. This is my opinion. I do this first take. Uh, There's no editing. There's no cutting, no pasting, no, no going back and fixing later. I do one recording, one take, and that's it. I give you my opinion, give you my opinion on the topics at hand. Sports, sports seasons are starting up again. NFL, NBA, NHL, baseball is like a hundred billion weeks long. So, you know, who wants to talk about baseball for a hundred weeks? It's like insane how long the the baseball season is, but the summer drought's going to be over soon. The summer drought's going to be over. We're going to get back to football season. We'll have a fantasy preview every week. We'll have a fantasy uh, fantasy football draft every week. Don't want to toot my own horn, but I'm but I'm kind of a, a wizard when it comes to fantasy football. So I'll be I'll be throwing up my my picks, my daily picks of the of the week. I'll be throwing out my draft board. Uh, we're gonna do that. We'll do the draft board. We'll have all that stuff published as well. Website coming soon. OvertimeHuddle.com. 
that's coming soon. I'm still still working on ma- maintain making sure that that's gonna that's gonna come out to be a great um, great content provider for a lot of people. So as always, you know, like, share, subscribe to the podcast. Any any uh, feedback, questions, comments. You don't agree with my takes, you agree with them. Hit me up on Twitter. Give me a follow. Give me up on Twitter, uh, Instagram, any of the social media at I am underscore Joe Smith. That's at I am underscore Joe Smith. And again, thanks for listening. Godspeed.